Welcome everyone to the fifth annual Bald Move Awards, aka the Baldies. Or actually maybe it's the sixth. We had our staff archivists go through and apparently we did a top 10 television show of 2014 that we also did like a two hour deliberation thing on. Uh, it's tagged as the Baldies. Is it a Baldy? Does it count? I don't know. I don't know. That's for the audience to decide. Uh, but we... The we've second, been, fifth annual Baldies. We, we've been doing some kind of, yeah, it is the second, fifth annual Baldies. We've been some kind of uh, roundup of entertainment for going on six years now. Uh, the pros of the Baldies, because there's all kinds of award shows out there. Uh, you know, it's, it's, we just got out of award season. You got the Emmys, you got the Oscars, and they've got their charms. They've got their warts. Uh, the pros of the Baldies is it's just as valid as any other award for subjective appreciation of the arts and artists and entertainment. Uh, people seem to like us doing it always generates a lot of discussion uh, and consternation Uh, it's a fully transparent process if you don't know why something did or did not win uh, you can watch the relevant deliberations video or listen to the resulting uh, deliberations podcast and you still might not agree but you know we at least have all of our reasoning out there uh, in, in, in the public facing and it does I think also for better or worse generate a snapshot of the year in popular culture Throughout the year, I go back and refer to previous Baldies to see, you know, how long has it been since the show's been on? What did I think of it? How were the performances? Um, and it's a nice little kind of like measuring stick for that. Um, uh, things like repeats, uh, what kind of turnover we get, uh, the average quality of a, a particular long running show. Um, all that kind of stuff is interesting. The cons of the Baldies are we... Uh, can only judge what we've personally seen. Unlike some other award shows, which are popularity contests and people lobby and pay money, it's just what Jim and I have seen. Um, since we have a category called The Biggest Miss, which is going to be right up front, probably, or, or close to thereof, uh, that implies we don't see everything. We do miss things. We're only human. We're only two people. We can only watch a certain amount of television. Our bodies can only hold a certain amount of pop culture. Uh, ten uh, comedy actors. Since we don't have a best uh, actor for comedy and drama, uh, they uh, comedy actors tend to get screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, pure comedies kind of get screwed by dramedies in the comedy category, typically. Um, and that's I don't know why. That's like a real life bias. Um, if something's funny and something serious, I tend to take the serious thing more serious. Um, but you know, that's for me in my position of being here on this awesome stage with my fake tuxedo on, uh, also uh, this is the biggest flaw. Uh, Patrick Stewart is still declining to host. And now that he's got an active television show, there's no chance we're, we're never going to get him. Uh, maybe his clone in the year 2045 will, will dine Dean to host a Baldy. But until then we will uh, try again next year though. Yeah. Yeah. We will Uh, ask every year. We have, for the last several years, uh, had a audience participation, a listener choice version of the award. So on many of these topics, we will give our opinion, uh, but then we'll list side by side the the listener choice uh, award of that particular category and topic. So um, this year, we had many, many Bald Move uh, people participate in the votes. Uh, so we're excited to see. And this is for the first time. Uh, when we open up the envelope, there will be some genuine drama. Because mm. number one, I think we picked these winners like three weeks ago. And some of them were, this was a tough year. This was a tough year at the tops of all the different dr- uh, drama and cat- uh, comedy categories. Because we saw a lot of excellent things. And 
I could see my mind changing a month, two months, three months from now. So I'm I'm kind of interested to see what are in these envelopes. And also, uh, we had a producer for the first time this year go through and actually tabulate uh, the user choice awards. So I uh, the listener choice awards. So I have no idea what y'all thought of these things. So let's find out together. To gather, to gather these gold envelopes together and find out what's inside of them. Uh, Jim, I believe you do have our first category, and I believe it is indeed the biggest miss. It is indeed. And, and this uh, is, again, uh, judged by, I think, purely the audience. We have no mm-hmm. participation on this. This is you guys telling us which show or movie we blew it on, which one did we should have should have been podcasting and we didn't. We're, we're ready to take the lash. Yeah, and I, I want to point out just right up front that these – Official envelopes are not sealed, and so the results are subject to some. You're, you're supposed to pantomime the tearing. Oh yeah, this biggest miss uh, envelope is specially designed to cut Jim as he opens it as a punishment mm. for missing. Uh, and and he's found a way to the, yeah the so short change that. Take this with a grain of salt. Uh, here we go. Biggest miss category. I'm gonna read them backwards from five to one. The Walking Dead season ten. Oh, snuck through as did, number five. Did, did, did we miss that? I don't know if you count that as a miss, considering. Yeah. We very much knew it was on. We very much decided <laughs> intentionally not to cover it. That's a snub. Yeah, that, that's that, the biggest snub. That arises to the level of a snub. Okay, so. so yeah, we we snubbed The Walking Dead, snubbed it right out. Here's where the the biggest misses actually happen. Uh, number four, Mindhunter, season two. Ah. So this is the serial killer uh, psychology show yeah. on Netflix. I think I saw the first episode of the first season and was like, nah, not for me. Yeah, I did the same. Not a bad... No, I'm not saying it's a bad show. I'm just saying it wasn't for me. We're back to... I don't know that you can count this as a miss. Number three, The Mandalorian. We did do coverage of this. We did multiple episodes of coverage. We did. But, involvement of TV. I would not count it as a biggest miss. But but I can see people like uh, wanting us to do... Fl- Although I am somewhat surprised that people saw the entire series and thought that episode by episode coverage would like improve their experience yeah i would yeah, so. didn't feel like a sh- kind of show you needed a lot of discussion or debate around but hey it's cute baby yoda's cool mandalorian's neat uh almost coming in at the top here again one i would not call a biggest miss the expanse season four we did multiple episodes of coverage of that i'm on the listener side I don't know what we could have done differently because, again, this thing de- debuted f- 15 minutes before uh, Christmas and mm-hmm. uh, we were already wheels up with Santa Claus there. Um, I hope, I hope that they did whatever internal metrics and crunching they did to decide that maybe next year they'll. Again, I, I think there's there's daylight between a pure binge experience like the the Expanse and maybe like a two a week. Or like maybe start off with three and then a once a week or something. But like I, I hope they give us more time to do episode by episode coverage because those those binge models are rough for us. They are. Uh, and then the number one, which I think everyone knew ahead of time, mm-hmm. what number one would be on this list. Biggest miss of 2019, Succession, season two. In the books, biggest miss. Books. What do we say about Succession? It's a show that I binge watched season one after watching the first episode and stopping because it wasn't my cup of tea yeah uh i got through season one and i thought yeah that's i see why people like this Mm -hmm. this is not a show that i want to talk about at any length and it's one of those things where i feel like the more i defend my choice not to watch the show just angrier people get um i get it it's good it's good if you like that kind of thing i'm Uh not the 
walk and talk sorkin kind of guy yep. for the most part and i get it's not even though it's billed as a comedy a dark comedy it's genre is comedy it's not really a comedy yeah. um i'm familiar with the concept of dramedies um <laughs> i'm but i just i'm i i don't and I, I, a lot of people I respect love this show. Mm-hmm. Like almost all, every critic, uh, tons of long-term Bald Move fans. It's just, yeah. Like it'd be one thing if if Jim had watched it and like the season one's like, oh my God, you got to get on this. But like, you know, my I, I have a natural bias against it. My best friend sees it and goes, meh. We got, you got to make some choices. I think it's going to, it might be the biggest yeah. miss for years to come. It could be. I'm glad something like Glow season three was not on there because I would have really been kicking myself about I'm, I'm kind of shocked dark. That. Because dark, like I've gotten into dark and dark is the exact type of show that I think would suit like episode by episode coverage. And like, cause it's a huge mystery box. There's like five, six different timelines with different versions of characters, all different ages. It's in a foreign language, which is for extra fun for trying to keep track of people's names and yeah. details. Uh, yeah. Kind of shocked. I didn't make the top five. Do we, we missed the round of clapping. That comes with well, it's, the announcement it's of a winner. Just ra- raucous booze. We just need raucous okay. booze. But we'll try to. Yeah, we'll try to get the clapping from from this point forward. Yeah. Uh, next up. Next up is best documentary. Oh boy, we this, saw a lot of documentaries this year. We did. This category is one of those uh, submarine categories. Sometimes mm-hmm. it comes up and and shoots off a couple of torpedoes. Sometimes you just where is it? It's a hole in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, we saw a lot of documentaries this year. What what do we what do we think? Let me get this. The suspense is literally we put killing in the me. sound of an envelope opening because I mean, you just, it, I, I'm going to simulate it. Watch. It's going to be amazing. All right. We've got two sort of categories within this category, subcategories, if you will, within best documentary. There's the bald move nominated one and there's the community nominated one. The, the and you'll see this choice. pattern in many categories to come. Uh, I'm going to start with bald move and okay. then we'll get to the community. Number five, edge of democracy. All right, that's the one about the collapse of democracy in uh, Brazil, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Number four, Ice on Fire. That's the collapse of our ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Uh, produced by Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Lorena. That's the collapse of a penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, number two, Leaving Neverland. I got no collapse for that. Yeah, you better, you better watch it. You're on shaky grounds with a penis, man. Yeah. Uh, and the winner of the best documentary of 2019 for Bald Move is This Giant Beast That Is a Global Economy. Kind of cheating here because it was a docu-series. Yeah, yeah. But I got to say, I, I learned the most from that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I had kind of suspected from my various kind of like biases and the things I've, I've seen over the past few years. And um, I really thought this was a great job doing a pretty deep dive and covering a lot like, you know, like a real starting point for understanding, you know, what's going on at tax havens, what's going on with cryptocurrency, why, how do we make money, what does money mean, mm-hmm. um, should we do, we'll go back to the gold standard, there's, there's great, great starting points for all those conversations, and it's great, I think yeah, everyone should see it. held your hand through those mm-hmm. uh, explorations of those topics in a way that I appreciated. Do we have listener choice on that? Or we is, do. Yeah. Uh, community choices were very, very different for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. Number five, Muhammad Ali, what's my name? All right. That's 6% Proud of the vote. Yeah, um, and we talked about that one. It's our, something that we've seen a lot of I think of our already. familiarity with the topic kind of works against, because I'm biased Absolutely. towards learning things on a documentary. Mm-hmm. So People not getting enough of the first season of Serial. Uh, number four, the case against Adnan Syed, 7% mm-hmm. of the vote. Number three, Conversations with a Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes, with 10% of the vote. 
uh, number two, leaving Neverland matching up with the bald move pick. There leaving you go. Neverland got, finally two. got synced up. 21% of the vote. And finally, the community pick for best documentary of 2019, Fire on Netflix with Fire. 27% oh, of the boy. vote. That's populist, populist candidate got that one. Oh, Way yeah. to go. Congratulations, Fire, and to all of our winners. Uh, let's move on to the biggest surprise. So biggest surprise is just that. It's the thing that took me and Jim um, either off guard, we didn't see it coming, came out of nowhere, um, uh, or something that we thought would be terrible and wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the reverse, the reverse probably goes into bigger disappointment, which will yeah. come later. But the yeah, biggest surprise uh, for 2019. Let's see. See, see, see how well I simulated the sound of paper being ripped. All right, biggest surprise. Uh, number one, or wait, let's start at the bottom. Number five, The Mandalorian. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, I don't know what the surprise. It, it was a surprise in many, many different ways. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, let's, let's, let's just, let's, let's just read it, right? Okay. Umbrella Academy, number four, The Witcher at number three, The Boys at number two, and number one, a funky little Korean folktale about feudal zombies. Mm-hmm. Kingdom, number oh, one. Right. Big surprise, 2019. What what a category, what a winner. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, if you want to get deep dives on all this, we have by category, exhaustive. We recorded our entire process of deliberating this. Um, but Mandalorian, like I said, was shocking because we thought it was going to be a hard-hitting, seedy, darker side of Star Wars, and it was a warm, fuzzy celebration of Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Umbrella Academy, uh, we went in expecting some just uh, generic cape shit, and what we got was a really cool kind of deconstruction of like the F, uh, the X-Men mythos. Yeah, very stylish. Yeah, very cool. Um, the Witcher, which is something that uh, is unique in that only one of us saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is essentially the most successful video game adaptation I've ever seen. Yeah. People are going ape shit about Sonic, a little skeptical about this this weekend. But the Witcher is gold, and the boys, uh, the boys is a, is like Watchmen. It's a diff. It's a it's a superhero deconstruction, but a different one. Yeah. This is like what if superheroes were real and as popular as they are in popular culture, and all irredeemably evil. Yeah. Uh, almost to a man, and then Kingdom. I mean, Kingdom. Like just when I thought you couldn't say anything new about zombies, mm. uh, they had a, sl- a a new take on zombies. A slightly different uh, some tweaks to the zombie mechanics and again seeing this through the lens of like honestly seeing like a a, a king arthur medieval zombie pick would have been a, a breath of fresh air but this is like yeah. set in feudal korea are you kidding me that the hats are twice as good twice yeah as what you would have gotten medieval if you want to see like costumes straight out of final fantasy yeah hit up the kingdom i can't wait for season two mm-hmm. it's got to be getting close it's getting very close yeah so that'll be that'll be exciting uh, next, one of our uh, first of our really big categories, uh, best comedy. I watch a lot of comedies. Okay. I like to laugh. Watched a few comedies. Uh, twenty nineteen had a lot of good ones. Let's open up the envelope and see what's inside. <laughs> not quite. As not good not that quite time. as good that okay. time. Best comedy uh, coming in number five. Good Omens. Okay. Number four, Russian Doll. Number three, Les Os- Los Aspukes. Two Barry season two and number one Fleabag season two. What right. amazing! Yeah, that's a good pick if I do say so myself. Phoebe Waller Bridge with the win, taking home Baldy's gold for the first time. Yeah, 
Amazing. Uh, do you want to talk about this? So, Good Omens. It's Terry Pratchett, Neil Gaiman. Uh huh. With uh, what's what's his name yep. and what's his name? Yep. You know those them guys. Both. You uh, know them. Uh, it's a demon and an angel. Yeah, uh, David Tennant and Michael Sheen colluding to be lazy on Earth uh, during yeah. the apocalypse. I like it. Um, Russian Doll was the first time traveling curse kind of comedy I've ever seen of its type. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, the stars it, like it has it, it, the bones of a Groundhog Day, but yeah, and it kind of like Groundhog Day, it lives and dies on the strength of its lead. And Natasha Leone is yeah. a really good uh, comedic presence. Uh, Los Espukes, um so weird, so fun. Yeah, and it's... and it was great for that time of year, kind of like late in the year, like the kind of the fall. It's kind of spooky season. Mm-hmm. Um, it, if you haven't seen it, you should at least try it. It's such a yeah. weird specific thing and Barry season two I mean this is an amazing incredible like soul searing show um Mm. it's fucked up it's funny uh it's got a lot of interesting things to say about like the nature of good and evil and post-traumatic stress and soldiers Uh, but ultimately it couldn't uh overcome the novelty and sheer joy I got out of Fleabag and the way Fleabag season two ends such a remarkable payoff to the first person fourth wall shattering kind of relationship we have mm-hmm. with the, the titular flea bag. Um, it's great. It's great comedy. It's, uh, was that on Amazon? Yeah, it's on Amazon, Amazon yep. original, uh, for our community, for our listener write-ins or listener awards. We have Shit's Creek with 6% and number five. Huh. We had the good place season three, uh, with eight percent, which I'm kind of shocked that wasn't higher. Yeah. Uh, Rick and Morty season four at nine percent, respectable. And here we go. We are in full sync, and at one with the bald move community. Right. Barry season two at thirteen percent, and Fleabag atop at with season two at twenty four percent. Good job, everybody. I like it. You love to see it. You love to see when we're just we're united as one. Mm-hmm. And uh, congratulations to all of our uh, listener choice award winners, which were the same in this case. I think it's time for you to open up some envelopes now, sir. Yeah, uh, I believe this is going to be biggest disappointment. Yeah, I'm looking at a biggest disappointment envelope. My biggest disappointment is this envelope is opened. <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's see what the biggest disappointment is. So this is stuff that we were very hyped for going into it and it did not live up to expectations did not in any shape or form uh and and crucially things that we watched yes because you can't uh, be disappointed in something you you don't see number five glass and this is apparently a mix of movies and television this is big a disappointment yeah it's bigger than one class of media uh number four harlots season three this is uh all you're doing Mm -hmm. i've seen harlots Uh, another one that's all you're doing american god season two Sounds like you watched a lot of television that I narrowly avoided. Yeah, this, I'm, I'm really questioning my life's decisions and choices that led me here. Number two, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that, 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 I feel that one. Yeah. And the big loser here in this category. I think everybody knows already what it is. Game of Thrones, season eight. Congratulations, Double Ooh. Ds. Yeah. You made the biggest disappointment of 2019. I mean... This is the largest show we've ever covered, uh, and we've had a lot of big shows on Bald Move. Yeah. Had a lot of success. Um, I've, I've never seen 
this high profile like we've always wondered what would happen like you know what like what's is it breaking bad going to stick the landing mm-hmm. is madman going to stick the landing is you know leftovers going to stick the landing i've never seen a landing where both knees blow out <laughs> femurs shoot out through the uh, yeah. the the shoulders and you know you suffer a total scrotal collapse <laughs> uh in in a final season like uh-huh. Um, it wasn't fun. It really wasn't fun. It's something that's still being talked about. Like it's it's the it's it's like uh, you know the 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 tire fire on Simpsons. It's been burning for twenty years. It's like a marvel. Um, and it's gonna haunt whatever they do next in the universe of Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, like it it already destroyed their burgeoning star Star Wars career before it began. They yeah, had they a trilogy D, earmarked, yeah. and they got that yoinked by the big mouse. They mm-hmm. still have it like a two hundred million dollar Netflix deal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like they are going to be do- they are going to be hounded by this until they do something good mm-hmm. and finish it good. And HBO will too. Yeah. You know, it's just not their record that's tainted. I mean, it it also killed a prequel in its it's uh in its infancy. Like we're still going to get a spin-off um like it it's just it's it's a full-on debacle. Mm-hmm. Um and it's amazing that it, it's just historically bad because Star Wars this the runner up um some people liked it. Uh I think uh, many people didn't. Um but whether you liked it or not, uh I think it's disappointing that we didn't get a Star Wars that everyone could just love. Yeah. You know, um, the way we kind of did the original series and even the way like it's 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 interesting to me to see how many kids have grown up with the like prequel series and they love it like we did the original trilogy. Yeah. I don't know that and that will I happen with this. I one. don't hate episode three. Yeah. This one just like swerves it's like it just violently swerves from seven, eight to nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. People are still making YouTube deep dive series on it. it, it it's it's going to be a wonderment for years to come. But yeah, Game of Thrones. Whew, Really blew blew the the biggest disappointment away on that. Yeah. All right. Next up, uh, category of best female actor. Yeah. Let's get let's get to the excellence again. Get, yeah. Get her mouth get her mouth rinsed out. This is a big one. Palate cleanser. This is a big one. Here we go. We have a bald move pick and we have a community pick. And again, I'll remind you, these are only from the things that we've seen. Correct. Uh, starting number five with bald moves picks, Phoebe Waller Bridge as Fleabag in Fleabag season two. Number four, Emily Mead as Laurie Madison in The Deuce Season 3. Number three, Regina King as Angela Abar in Watchmen. Number two, Carmody Jogo as Amelia Reardon in True Detective Season 3. And the winner of this one? year's Best Female Actor, Baldy, Maggie Gyllenhaal oh. as Eileen Candy Merrill in The Deuce Season 3. Amazing performance and a, and, a, and a great body of work. Like the three yeah. seasons of uh, The Deuce were just a clinic in acting mm-hmm. uh, top to bottom. And this was a really strong year. Uh, Miss King, of course, you know, won, I think, two Baldies for her work on or two, two or three Baldies ago for her work on uh, The Leftovers. Leftovers yep. um, we just had a, a really stacked. Uh, and this also shows the bias against comedy because. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge had one of the best performances in a comedy I've ever seen, and she barely cracked the top five. Mm-hmm. So, uh, good category. What did the listeners think? I'm I'm curious. Uh, listeners had a lot of different takes here. Oh boy, uh, nothing matches up oh, with our well, picks. Awesome. So, at number five, the community pick is Carly Chaikin as Darlene Anderson from Mr. Robot season four. Sure, yeah, five percent of the vote. I thought she did an excellent job, and she was definitely on our list. Being in the top ten, even. Yeah, uh, number four. Darcy Carden as Janet in The Good Place, season four, with 6% of the vote. Yep. She also, that uh, 
she put on a clinic in season four because that, that I think this is wasn't season four of the episode where she had to play like all the cast. I think it was as her was like versions stellar. of her. Yeah, really, really nice work. Uh, number three is our number one, Maggie Gyllenhaal. All right, Eileen Candy Merrill from Respectable. season three. Number two, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is Fleabag from Fleabag season two. I the, the listeners do not have our anti-comedy bias to him. They do not, uh, and they also really loved at number one. Regina King as Angela Abar from Watchmen. Hey, I, I, give, I give some applause for the listener's choice there because uh, she did excellent work. That that episode where she goes back and relives her grandfather's memories is amazing. Yeah, she raked in a full third of the vote, yeah. 33%. Wow. Yeah. Wow. In That's a, amazing. a big field. Yeah. Uh, go listen to our uh, deliberations if you want to see all us talking about all the talented uh, women that uh, were in the... Uh, television arena that's the other thing about these actors is they're only for television we don't consider yeah. movie stuff um it's weird but hey it's Devaldi's. uh next up best debut slash pilot so this is a little nebulous but it's essentially um think about like how great the pilot episode of breaking bad was or think about like how amazing the first season in its totality of the leftovers is. This is the first. This is uh, it can be a, an amazing pilot, or it can be just an amazing first outing, your freshman outing in a television uh, series. That's that's what we're going for here. And uh, oh man, opened up this fully sealed envelope. Oh boy, all the secrecy intact. Uh, the the ballot didn't make it unscathed. Uh, best debut pilot number one. Oh wait, let's start at the bottom. Number five, The Boys on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Four, The Witcher on Netflix. Three, uh, Good Omens on Amazon. Two, The King, just Kingdom, just Kingdom yeah. on Netflix. And number one, Watchmen on HBO. All right, Watchmen. Congratulations, took home the big yeah. blue egg. Uh, so let's talk about this. The Boys. Um, I wasn't expecting anything from this. I wasn't familiar with the comic book. I mm-hmm. thought uh, what little I knew, I saw the costumes. I thought they looked kind of hokey, but this really has uh, a lot of interesting things. They talk about like kind of like politics and uh, geopolitics through a superhero lens. Mm-hmm. And this is really gruesome shit. And like stuff I didn't even know that I needed to see, like a uh, fight with an invisible man. Yeah. That's one of the most metal things I've ever seen. Uh, you know, the Witcher uh, again, it's amazing something this schlocky is this high, but it just it knows what it is. It executes that thing at a very high uh, uh, at a very high level, and that's what you need to do to take on Baldy Gold. Good Omens. It's 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 a great great comedy. It's just uh, it's so much fun. Yeah, it, it's got a lot of interesting things to say about spirituality. Uh, liked it. We've already talked about the Kingdom a lot. Um, just really bowled me over. And then Watchmen. Watchmen was nothing like I was expecting, um, but it was so much better than I thought it could be. And and it, it just really nailed um, Lindelof's goal of making something that would be as original as the the the, the original Watchmen, um, yet you're trying to do a follow-up. So Yeah, we didn't have a, a biggest risk, biggest reward category this mm-hmm. year, uh, or enough to fill that out, but this would have been in it. This would have yeah. been number one with the bullet. Nobody, least of all its creator yeah. was asking for a follow-up to the Watchmen <laughs> and they did it and they did it at a very high profile and everyone knew that people would be watching for Lindelof's next and, and he, yeah. he killed it. Uh, the listener choice at number five, Russian Doll okay. with 5% in the vote. Uh, Witcher, I was actually surprised it was a little bit higher at 9%. Um, the Boys at 12%. 
The Mandalorian at 13%, and then with a whopping 51% of the community vote, Watchmen. Okay. Congratulations, yeah. Watchmen. And again, another opportunity to have us and the viewers be in sync. Done with that. Uh, is it still my turn to go? Yes. Uh, really get into the big prestige categories. We've already had the mm-hmm. best female actor. It's time for best male actor All right. of the Baldies 2019. Let's 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 just tear open this envelope. Is Paul Giamatti eligible? <laughs> I don't think so. Damn. I don't think okay. so. Maybe next year. Um, okay. At number five, BD Wong as the mysterious White Rose and Mr. Robot season wow, four. Only number five. There must be just a murderer's row well, of talent at the top. James Franco, an impressive dual role as Vincent and Frankie Marti- Martino in the Deuce yeah. season three. Uh, Bill Hader as Barry Berkman from Barry Season 2 on HBO. Uh, Mahershala Ali as Wayne Hayes from True Detective in Season 3. And the number one best actor 2019 in a, in, in a series. Mm-hmm. Rami Malek as Elliot Anderson in Mr. Robot Season 4. Give it up All right. for the enormous eyes. He saved the, the best for last. Enormously expressive eyes in Rami Malek. He won the Oscar in season one, and he saved the Baldy for season four. <laughs> he, um, he's yeah, he's 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 done good work the entire season, but he was given a lot of of raw meat and raw material to work with. Um, and uh, you know, Mister Robot is one of those series that I was kind of like really like, boy, this is gonna. It's all going to come down to how they wrap it up. And mm-hmm. they wrapped it up in a way that I think a lot of people weren't expecting, but one that I found ultimately satisfying. And also, not every day you get a showrunner saying, hey, I got all this planned out from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it turns out to be true. Yeah. Like 99% true. Like there is some shit in season one that paid off so beautifully in season four. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, watching Rami go through that was a big part of that. Uh, BD Wong is the shadowy counterpart of that. Uh doing excellent work as as another dual role she uh, he plays uh the white rose mm. uh the female uh leader of the evil hacker army as well as uh uh was it chair no uh minister zhang? minister zhang yeah um so that was really good and then, like i said we talked a lot about james franco and the deliberations what they do like you just you just stop thinking of them as being you, you, you just you, 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 I don't even see James Franco doing a technical trick when he's acting with himself yeah and he's got just amazing uh really emotional work he's doing there again with I uh, just who is he acting with Paul Giamatti Paul green, Giamatti is the stand suit. in the yeah. green in the green screen mm-hmm. suit of course you know Bill Hader is amazing and uh, uh Barry Berkman and also Mahershala Ali Playing multiple timelines, yeah. old man Ali, young uh, young gun Ali, um, has really really amazing chemistry with his co-stars. Um, a great 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 performance. Let's talk about the uh, listener choice. Uh, also, uh, really big fan of BD Wong as White Rose, five percent at number five. Bill Hader as Barry Berkman uh, mm-hmm. with Barry for the uh, racking up six percent of the Baldy vote. Jared Harris as Valerie Legosov from Chernobyl with 19%. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, um, a couple of Baldies back, uh, he really cleaned up the Baldies with his work on uh, the, the, the Terror. The terror. Uh, Rami Malek with 20%, number two, but Mahershala Ali cannot be denied as Wade, oh. Wade, Wayne Hayes in True Detective Season 3. 21% narrowly edging out. There's only 1% difference between those those top three there. Wow. So really amazing. And congratulations, Mahershala. 
a, a well-deserved well-deserved win and i think at that point it's it's back to you jim it is we've got up next the best bald movie and i say bald movie because it's movies that we watched and yes. covered um it's not everything we saw there's believe. a lot of daylight between this and the oscars i think oh i imagine so yeah there were several oscar worthy movies that we didn't see until later in the year and i think this is one where we we kind of insisted we both had to watch like maybe i don't know we'll go watch the deliberations it, it could be um okay there is a bald move category and a community subcategory as well and let's get right to it with bald move our number five was joker mm. our number four Spider-Man: Far From Home. Oh boy! Our number three, Avengers: Endgame. You've got a lot of comic book movies. A lot of cake shit in this. This uh, you don't see that at the Oscars. Absolutely. (laughs) However, the the drama, the serious dramas, could not be denied. Uh huh. Uh, Number two, Deadwood, the movie. Wow, a televised movie. Yeah, shock. A a perfect capper to. You definitely don't see that at the Oscar. You do not. Uh, Number one, the best bald movie of 2019. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the Mr. Mm. Rogers documentary. Mm. I, that's, that, that's documentary. That, that almost could have been a big surprise, too, because I was expecting a biopic about Fred Rogers, and what I got was a pretty accurate to a, um, a, a, a newspaper journalist experience of what it was like to get to know Mr. Rogers, yeah. which is a subtle difference, but uh, there's a lot of things they do in that movie that shouldn't work, but they do because, number one, Tom Hanks is amazing. Number two... Fred Rogers is a saint. Yeah. So uh, a, a, a good, good, uh, good best picture, I think. I think so. Let's see if the community agrees with us. Let's see. We've got number five, Knives Out with 6%. Pretty strong pick. I saw that after the year had ended, and so it didn't get included. Did, did that, that's, a, that's a cheat. That wasn't a bald movie, but... Uh, it was not. We both saw it. We both liked it. It might have yeah. swayed things differently if we'd have both seen it before 2020. Could have been. Uh, number four, Joker with 11%. There you go. All right. Number three, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Did not make our top five, although mm. I remember it being very high up there. Just N- Another televised movie. All right. Not quite sneaking in. Number two, Parasite with 16% of the vote. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's who I was wanting to win the Oscars, and, and it, it did. did. And having a, I'm, I'm really proud of the listeners for putting in a number two. And number one, Avengers Endgame with 18%. The Cape Shit movie wins. Cape Shit for now, Cape Shit forever. And it's a good one. It's a good one. It's not every day you get a comic book movie that stands on the shoulders of 10 years of plot and character development. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have a false note uh, in in its runtime. So well done, Avengers. You assembled for the last time and you took home Baldy Gold. I've got one more category for you here. All right. On my side of the fence. It's the best bald moment is what we're calling so, so it. So describe this category. So this is, of all the things that happened in the bald move ecosphere mm-hmm. in 2019, this is a listener voted category uh, for the best moment, the one they enjoyed the most. Yep. We uh, had no say in this. Uh, we as a matter of fact, our, I haven't even seen this list yet. We had our own thoughts. We, 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 we cleaned it up a bit, but I have no idea who won uh, or what won, who, what, where, when. <laughs> Or why it won? Or why? I don't, we know why it won. Well, we might have to explain it because yeah. there's going to be a lot of unconnected concepts and ideas coming at you. All right, explain this one because I genuinely don't remember it. Oh, shit. Number five, Game of Thrones, Jim's meltdown over the Bells episode on the Instant Cast. I mean, I know it was a bad episode, but I don't remember the specific meltdown. I, I don't either, but it was probably epic. 
Uh, Probably, I'm going to guess. You know, yeah. you got a character who's wanted as something for literally the entirety of her character arc. She mm -hmm. gets it. And of course, when she gets the thing she wants, that's when you go batshit and, and turn evil. Right. It's like in uh, uh, the Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> if Anakin Skywalker had resurrected Padme and, and attained immortal life for her, then she turn, he, then he turned. And, and the Jedi mm -hmm. had helped him. Then he turns to the Sith. Goes and kills the younglings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like you, 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 you fucked up your cause and effect, Double Ds. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was not great. Uh, number four, also from Game of Thrones, Aaron saying HBO should sue the Double Ds for showrunner malpractice. I'm kind of shocked those aren't higher because I remember that rant yeah. and that was like, yeah, like I, you, I think that you could argue that Double Ds, as much money as they've made HBO over the years, probably cost them in the hundreds of millions of dollars for future mm. revenue. I think so. Now, they generated billions for them, so it's like one of those things, but, but mm. still, what the fuck? All right. Good moment. Uh, these are all very close in percentages. The first one was seven. This is eight. Mm -hmm. uh, number three is the Groundhog Day 2019 Star Wars Marathon, where Mark Hamill salutes Jim and Aaron via tweeter, Twitter, Twitter with 9% of the vote. Uh, I appreciated getting that tweeted. That was a great moment. That was like was. probably the highlight of my year. That whole, like, I, I love the marathons yeah. we do, the charity marathons. They've been a lot of fun. Uh, and boy, yeah, having Luke Skywalker himself give you a literal salute via mm -hmm. tweet. Yeah, it was a fantastic moment followed by what I think is another fantastic moment where in the confusion and the chaos of Mark Hamill retweeting us, you accidentally put the computer that was streaming our live stream to sleep, Yep. thereby shutting down the stream temporarily Yep. Uh, at what could have been the pivotal ball move moment. It yeah, could have as, taken us as, from small podcasting operation yep. to Mark Hamill's best friend. Yep. As thousands of people were streaming in from his eyes, <laughs> shut her down, shut her down, because I hit, I think I hit, I, I hit function f4 instead of uh, instead of all f4 instead of closing yeah. a window i shut the whole thing down it's, Pretty it's one of those moments that you look back on and you just have to laugh i still it's, feel like my cheeks are getting warm just remembering about it oh it, it was a beautiful thing uh that was nine percent of the vote number two game of thrones declaring hashtag fan, fan bankruptcy at 11 percent of the vote i mad so that is something that i got on really early it's like you know what we had a lot of expectations for this season, had so many theories. We've all read the books. Like, you know, I've, I have I wrote two books on deep dives into its religion and its themes. Uh, let's just forget about that. Like, we're, right. we're, we're broke. Let's just declare bankruptcy and try to enjoy. And even then, even then, imagine if we hadn't declared fan bankruptcy. You think you think a podcast Oof. is toxic? Well, yeah, would have been bad. Oof. Number one. Is a little suspect considering who compiled these lists, but number one is Bald Move hires Cecily with three point seven percent of the vote. What? What? How did? How did this happen? Twenty five percent of the vote. We're gonna have to. It's a popular option. We're gonna have to fire the clearinghouse uh, who compiled these votes. Uh, yeah, no, uh, that that happened. Uh, Cecily joined us full time this uh, last year mm -hmm. and has been producing all of our behind the scenes stuff and uh, single handedly getting our video. Uh, you know, putting us on the map on the video videos on YouTube. So it's uh, I'm I'm thrilled to see her recognized by the fans. Yeah. So congratulations to Cecily for getting 25 percent with a bullet. Uh, oh, yeah. Was that are, are we are we down to the most prestigious? We sure are prestigious category of all. This is the best drama. This is why we started podcasting, Jim, mm -hmm. to talk about these here prestige dramas. And I got in my hand a gold envelope that has the winner. Tear it open. 2019, fifth or sixth annual. 
All right. Best drama at number five, Chernobyl. Okay. Number four, The Deuce season three. Hmm. Number three, The Expanse season four. Uh, number two, Mr. Robot season four, and at the number one spot, The Watchmen, or just Watchmen. Amazing job. Lindelof, you brought it in. You brought it home. You exceeded my very high expectations. Uh, it was, I, it was for me a pure joy. I think you had a a moment of, uh, existential despair. I had some reservations. I think this, this and Mr. Robot, which were on at the same time, Mm -hmm. were were neck and neck in my mind and i honestly might have given mr robot the nudge Mm -hmm. but i think uh it it was definitely worthy for the importance of what it was doing mr robot is doing something i think it's fundamentally currently less important than what watchman is attempting and so i think it got the win for that yeah when uh you know ozymandias is fishing for fetuses and the the pond out back and some some of the major characters hooked up to an elephant dream machine Jim yeah. almost tapped out, but he stuck around, and and aren't we glad because I got the number one spot mm-hmm. on the best drama. Now let's talk about the listeners, uh, the community reaction. Succession season two, eight percent of the vote. Uh, the Expanse mm-hmm. season four, nine percent of the vote. Mister Robot season four, eleven percent of the vote. Watchmen, uh, it's it's first and maybe only season, fifteen percent, and then at the top with a whopping twenty five percent, one out of four listeners. Chernobyl. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's, and the thing is, I imagine the less you knew about the Chernobyl disaster, the better it is. Mm -hmm. I have known, I knew a lot about Chernobyl. It's something I've been fascinated with for a long time, as we talked about on the podcast, but it is great performance. Um, It's an interesting piece of human drama. It's a nice snapshot of historic. It It got a lot of interesting political uh, and sociological commentary going on the podcast. I really enjoyed di- doing it. Uh, man, I can't wait for season two. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But congratulations to all our winners of Best Drama. Uh, thanks, everybody, for your participation in the surveys. I know we had uh, two surveys out because we, we goofed up uh, on one of the, 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 the initial surveys. So thanks for sticking with us, having your voice heard, and participating in the sixth or fifth annual uh, Baldies, we'll get this figured out for the sixth or seventh next year. Uh, but thanks for showing up. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing how 2020 can exceed, mm-hmm. be even better than this very tough, loaded slate of entertainment that we watched in 2019. Uh, but of course, until then, you know, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Uh, thanks for coming tonight. Uh, tip your waitresses. Uh, make sure you don't leave any cell phones or, co- or, or, or fur coats or anything in the seats when you clear out of the auditorium. Because we will take them inside. We will. We'll, we'll use the finance operations. Good night. Good night.